Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. Here with you once again, the Graham in the company in social distancing guidelines in the company of Jojo. <laughs> Howdy do. <laughs> and uh, we're here with another episode, of course, as we've tried to maintain course, maintain uh, normalcy with the way we put out our episodes, even though we have noticed definitely a sort of a, a decrease in how our episodes have been con consumed and it is of course it makes sense because most of you will listen to our episodes while commuting to work and at this point there's a large majority of our listenership that is either working from home or simply have no time <laughs> to be listening to podcasts so we understand yeah. that yeah and um Yeah, you're, you might have had a 45-minute commute before, and now you're just, you know, walking over to your computer, or uh, or you just uh, got dealing with kids being home and and uh, and other things like that. So, but we're here. Yes, and, you know, it, it, it hasn't ceased being a challenging time, and we understand that. We are going through those challenges with you. I mean, as you know, we are here in the United States, which has become sort of like um, number one in cases uh, as of now. USA! USA! <laughs> 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 and we are dealing oh, with Lord. this. And, uh, but we know, you know, we all going through the same thing and uh, we try to put on, Uh, every weekend episode so that we can at least have some sense of normalcy mm -hmm. and um, we hope you're here for it yes and this week we are going to talk about this little disney movie entitled timmy failure mistakes were made and uh, i myself have just watched this movie And uh, I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think we're going to have fun talking about it. What do you think, Jocelyn? I think so, too. Right. I think so, too. I, um, this, one, this one was kind of my pick and my suggestion for the show because I am such a big fan of the, the writer behind it, Stephen Pastis. A fan of his life story as well. <laughs> he, he, I first was introduced to him through the comic strip Pearls Before, Stri Pearls Before Swine, which was kind of a first for its time. Instead of being first in the newspapers or the funny papers or the comic strips on Sundays, it was one of the first cartoons to debut online. 
And it was kind of a, the producers uh, threw it up there as a, just a, a way to see, you know, comics.com. They put it on there and it was, we're like, we'll see how it does online before we actually waste ink on it. <laughs> right, right. Cause that's what the internet was back then. It wasn't the, pr- the primary thing. Your newspaper was your primary thing. Right. So, um, it drew a lot of, of attention. It drew a lot of criticism. It was controversial. Um, it was hilarious. And so it, he finally got to, to be in the newspapers, but his life story is interesting because he his he was a insurance defense attorney for about ten years. Okay. So he'd he'd gone to college and everything, passed the bar, had become an attorney, and he hated it. Um, mm-hmm. He hated everything about being an attorney. He hated the anxiety of being an attorney. He hated his job, but he, what he loved doing was drawing little comic strips. And so he he finally, after a lot of, of work in between being a, an attorney and everything, he finally uh, decided to actually pursue his dream. It got to the point where he was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm miserable and uh, everything is so terrible. The only thing I have that's that's taking me out of this job is my little comic strip that's that's makes me laugh. So maybe it'll make other people laugh, too. So he uh, he eventually became very, uh, very popular. It's a hilarious comic strip. Uh, it has great characters. But then he went on to write a, a series of books based on a character named Timmy Failure. And this movie that we're talking about, Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, is based on the first book he wrote about Timmy Failure. I think inspired a little bit by Diary of a Wimpy Kid and then right. also, of course, the, the Calvin and Hobbes characters because he, he did draw inspiration from the creators of Calvin and Hobbes, Bill Watterson. They actually uh, collaborated when Bill Watterson was uh, retired. His, he's notoriously reclusive. So uh, they, they, he actually got Bill Watterson to write a, a week's worth of his, of his strip, which is a huge deal in the comics world. So it was, it's, it's a very cool, it's kind of an homage to Calvin and Hobbes. And then of course it's its own thing too. So uh, Disney plus decided to make a movie about it. All right. So it's, it's amazing that you, you, you know, the story, <laughs> the story, the back and forth of, of this, of this author. And <laughs> so, um, there we go. Just discovering that. Jocelyn is a comic nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I was listening to you and I was like, I'm miserable. Like, what? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she, knows, she knows everything about this dude. And, and I was following by reading his bio and I'm like, every time I read something, you came up right with it like, Bam, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> damn, she is for real. So, uh, in in the spirit of your knowledge of this, then I think, of course, you should tell us what Timmy Failure mistakes were made is about. It's it's a it's a cute little movie. It's uh, about an 11 year old boy with his own detective agency. 
It's set in Portland, Oregon, in all of the uh, the whimsical tweeness of that town. Uh, it hits those notes pretty hard. Uh, the movie does, and uh, he he runs this detective agency with the help of his imaginary best friend, who happens to be a twelve hundred pound polar bear. Right. <laughs> so um, this movie is about a couple of little cases and a couple of things that happen in Timmy's life, and I think it's it's pretty cute. I don't know that it necessarily uh, captures everything to do with the books. I, I have not read these books in particular, but I, I think it's worth the watch. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time I watch something that is based off a book and, and I feel like, okay, so now I have to go and read the book. And the reason, the reason why is because I always go back and ask people where, where they're, where they faithful to to the book where they you know how different how much difference is there and somehow I don't even feel like asking anyone about this it's just like I want to I want to I want to go I want to see the storytelling side uh, mm -hmm. um, of the book and in that respect uh, how much more charming the book makes Timmy for me mm -hmm. because I uh, so here's the thing I watched a movie for the first half hour of the movie I had I had a hard time sort of understanding the modus operandi of Timmy failure right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so <laughs> at the end of the day I started to figure out what was going on But not because the story told me it, it necessarily is because I now had enough information to understand that this is a kid with a huge imagination and at the same time has taken all of that imagination and converted it into his own coping mechanism with shit that are going on in his life. Yes. <laughs> And once I realized that all of this invention, all of that imagination, all of those things were his coping mechanism, then I saw the kid, then I understood the movie, then I found interest to continue watching the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I suppose my question is, The fact that I struggled to 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 get captivated by the movie in the first half hour, is that something you think happened to me or is it particularly a failure in the movie itself? I am going to go towards it being a failure in the movie. I, I have to say I found the actor... And I hate to say this, of course, because he's a kid actor, but he's not going to hear this. So <laughs> <laughs> I found the little boy who played Timmy Failure to maybe draw his inspiration a little too much from young Sheldon <sighs> um, in some ways. Maybe, maybe, and in some ways, the producer and the director kind of pushing autism a little bit harder yeah. 
as opposed to imagination. And I'm, of course, not by any means saying that autistic children could not have imagination. Right. Timmy may be autistic. I have absolutely no idea. But it didn't feel like, I don't know, it didn't feel like just a kid with imagination. It felt like we were kind of having an agenda pushed a little bit. So I feel like that kind of, in some ways, made you sort of lose the, this is a kid with a huge imagination. This is a kid who kind of lives in a dream world. Everything that we're seeing on the screen isn't really necessarily happening at this moment. Yeah, It's possibly happening in the mind of Timmy. I felt like the movie took a little while to find its footing in explaining that in a way that made sense. Exactly. 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 I, I was... I was trying, at some point, for instance, uh, my wife even asked me, so nobody else noticed the fucking bear? And I'm like, I don't even know if the bear is imaginary or not. <laughs> and I had to make that conclusion myself at the end, not at the end, but at some point I'm like, okay, so the bear is definitely not a thing. It's, it's just, that's Timmy's imaginary friend. You know, yeah, it's his imaginary friend and his his you know his it partner. being named Papa Papa Bear is kind of his his way of dealing with the fact that his father walked out on them. Right, right, yeah, right. That is that is absolutely right. And so I I think as you were saying, the kid. And I'm not particularly talking about the actor, but the kid they tried to present us here was almost way too serious to be a kid yeah. and, and like his imagine his imagination wasn't fun <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's if, if that's you know what I mean like at, at times it was dangerous but it wasn't there was you know his dreams and imagination didn't have that magic that you expect from the mind of, of a kid. So I, I simply had, had, had trouble understanding that for a long time. Uh, you know. I, I think some of that too, maybe from the fact that Timmy, and I think maybe the book would help explain this a little better, the fact that Timmy hasn't really had a great life. You know, his, it's, it's, his mom works two jobs, so he never sees his mom. His dad walked out on them. He is essentially just left alone because he doesn't have any friends right. to wander around. And I can sort of understand his imagination being a bit bleak and maybe a bit cynical because he doesn't really have anything particularly happy to base it on. You know, the, the character yeah. of the mom, yeah. Patty, is is pretty... She's not really a very good mom. <laughs> she just isn't. Um, you know, she's she's pretty she's pretty flighty and pretty pretty not. I don't know, not not present with her yeah. child, and not yeah. just because she's working, but I think just because she's just not present. And you know, the character of Crispin is, I don't know, maybe the closest to normal that the kid comes to. The character played by Craig Robinson of Mr. Jenkins. Yes. I think is lovely yes, and uh, kind of, I think is, I wish they'd introduced him a little earlier because I feel like that's the point perhaps when you start to understand Timmy. That's exactly. And I'm like, Oh my God, why didn't they do that 
already. Yeah. yeah. And I would have loved to have seen more of Craig Robinson because it was every every interaction that he had with Timmy, I felt helped you understand Timmy better. And changed uh, Timmy's life in ways that no one else could, to tell you the yes, truth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, so that was an important character there. And yes, I'm still asking why, why was he introduced so late? Anybody that had some sort of significance in Timmy's life, other than his mom, was introduced a bit too late in the movie. And this Mm -hmm. is why I'm telling you, like, I have to get acquainted with the, with the, with the, with the series of books because I don't know if the screenplay does justice to the books as as I see it in this movie. Having mm-hmm. said that, you touched on the bright sides of the movie and and I, I don't want to be the one to be crapping all over the movie. So let's Damn. talk about <laughs> let's talk about a little bit of those bright sides. Uh, number one for me is Timmy can be mad funny if you mm-hmm. if you follow his logic of things. <laughs> the, the, f- the first thing that made me laugh out loud, and it was the first like nine minutes of the movie, was how bad <laughs> of an investigator he is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> like, of all the businesses dude? in the world to pick th- to start, he's the worst detective in the world. My God, he was terrible. So when he was looking for the uh, book bag, Gunnar's bo- book bag, <laughs> he goes straight to the source. Mm-hmm. The bag was there all the, the entire time. <laughs> he just walks out. Boom! Yep. That's it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and he, he he kept piling on work. Like, okay, note to self: this, 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 and that. And I'm like, dude, you could have resolved this ten minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> if you just turned around or noticed what that kid was holding. <laughs> <laughs> and so there is that. And then I like. Every time something was told told to him, he imagined it, and he was so literal that it was funny. Um, like when his mom said something about we went for a ride and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> his imagination went way out there, and then he says to mom, "I hope you weren't doing anything stupid." <laughs> I'm like, who is this kid, man? <laughs> but above all, the one thing that I found mad funny every time he referred to them as that was all of the hipsters of Oregon <laughs> and Seattle, he called them Russians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the first time he called them Russians, I was like, are they Russian really? <laughs> and then I realized that every time he referred to them, they were the typical hipster, <laughs> overly metrosexual, bearded, you know, handle. You, you, unicycle, handlebar mustache. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's what he's that that was funny. Like those elements are actually really funny to me. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that a lot. And 
you know, as soon as I started noticing those little those little nuggets and stuff, I was like, I'm actually gonna stay with this little movie. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> you know? So I don't know what else. What what else? You know. Do you I have enjoyed, from this movie? I, I enjoyed Wallace Shawn's performance. You know, Wallace Shawn has been around forever. He's, yes. of course, seared into the American consciousness from the, the movie The Princess Bride from the 80s. Yes. And inconceivable. And uh, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Yes. Um, but uh, I found him very good as Mr. Pro- Mr. Crocus. I mean, he was Wallace Shawn. That's essentially. But at one point, because my husband and I watched the movie together and... Um, because Wallace Shawn, he always makes funny little noises in all of the movies he's yeah. in. And, and my husband is like, do they just put in the script to make Wallace Shawn <laughs> noises? <laughs> when he was going out on the dam to get Timmy and he's going, oh, oh, oh. my husband's like, they totally just put it in the script. Make Wallace Shawn noises. <laughs> but uh, I found him funny and I, I found him very... Um, even though he was sort of a caricature of a of a of a mean teacher, you could kind of tell that he was supposed to be more than that. You know that he was trying to get to Timmy and just couldn't figure out how to to reach him so that he could advance academically. Um, but I I did perform did enjoy the performance of Wallace Shawn as Mr. Crocus. Yes, yes. Well, Wallace Shawn, it's you, you're absolutely right. Like this guy. Is he's such a physical actor? Um, you know, his he everything about him is is physical expression, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. The faces that he makes, those grunts that he make, and but he has such a a face that no one else could have. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that face belongs to Wallace Shawn. <laughs> That's yes. It, yeah. Yes. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, okay, this is going to be funny. And he's going to be playing some kind of grumpy man. But the one thing, this one thing you said that I also found that was a bit too late into the movie is when you realize, oh, he's been trying to get to this kid all this the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like he's been trying. He's really, he's really going for it. But the entire time, all you could see was him probably being a little too hard on Timmy. Whereas mm. that wasn't the intention. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I then agree. Let's talk about Craig Robinson in this character of, uh, what was it, Mr. Mr. Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins. First of all, Craig Robinson has more range than, than I ever thought he did. Mm-hmm. He was serious. He was measured. He was lovable. He was... Um, I don't know, magnanimous. Yes. Compassionate. And I was like, yo, this guy, this guy is really killing it in this movie. It's amazing how seriously he took this role and how beautifully he portrayed this school counselor. Yeah. Yeah. 
He really, really did. He, you know, it was, there was no phoning it in or anything at all like that. It was, I completely believed him as a school counselor and uh, completely believed that he was getting to Timmy, that he, that he got him, that he understood. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so easy for him too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost as if, cause you expect these people to, to get, serious and like yeah you have to do this and you have to do that you have to try and be normal and he completely went away from the whole idea of timmy not being a normal kid but rather yeah man i get it (laughs) i get it and the way he managed to get timmy to do his homework was fucking genius i was like (laughs) it really was i was like Oh, this is so impressive. (laughs) This is impressive. And I think what was refreshing about Mr. Jenkins is that if you look at every character in the movie, everybody is a caricature of whatever the character is in real life, Mm -hmm. except for Mr. Jenkins. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Mr. Crocus is is a caricature of an old and tired elementary teacher that is fed up with all of this bullshit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The mom is a caricature of, you know, some uh, jovial, you know, lady that perhaps had a kid and was never ready for that and still doesn't know how to deal with, with the kid. And the, what was it? The, the maid, the traffic maid dude, what's his name again? Crispin. Crispin is another caricature of somebody who represents authority, but but it's almost like doesn't even believe it, <laughs> that he has yeah. the authority. Like Yeah, know. it's like the, the goofy boyfriend who really likes the mom but wants to be friends with the kid, oh, yeah. but also knows, oh, I, I need to not be f- just friends. I need to be some kind of an, an authority figure in his life. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody was sort of like caricaturesque, except yeah. for the interaction with Mr. Jenkins. And that was, that was, that was when I settled and understood, okay, so this is what this kid is going through. And this is the one person who is going to get to him. I, I also enjoyed uh, the librarians. Oh, I did too. <laughs> I did too. I lo- I loved the reader bleed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the thing I, I liked about her is that she was never mean to Timmy, but she kind of put him in place like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and when he was something like, um, what did he say? We'll circle back. I'll circle back. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> she said, hey, dude. You spent the entire winter crumped up in here. <laughs> you should go out and play, man. You know, like when the librarian is telling you, you're spending way too much time in here. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, the librarian is like, go, go out and play, kid. Then it's like, whoo. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Uh, some of the kids also were quite lovely. <laughs> the <Yeah>. nameless one. <laughs> that. That cracked me up. <laughs> and somehow he decided she was Russian. Yes. Russian operative. 
Yes. Ah, man. Yes. Uh, there are more funny things in this movie than I expected, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I liked um I liked little Molly Moskins too. Molly Moskins, yes. And then and she kind of I think had a crush a little bit maybe on Timmy. Yeah. And then then uh, when they when they worked out that deal and she was going to cover for him, <laughs> and and then he was kind of like not reciprocating with with what she wanted. She was like, oh okay, well then in that case, this is what how it's going to be. There you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're screwed, Timmy. You're gonna go yep. to the rally. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. I'm like, she's such a little boss. Yep. It was like, oh, I was gonna do it out of the kindness of my heart, but you're gonna be an asshole about it. All right. Nope. 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 No kindness anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that ship sailed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. 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 You know what, dude? <laughs> I gotta say. I was a funny little movie. <laughs> I like, Maybe I need I need to lighten up, but yeah, that movie was funny. <laughs> it's a cute movie. It's yeah. cute. It's 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 not any by any means any cinematic masterpiece, but I've I've certainly seen worse. Oh yeah, um, it was like forty two million dollars to make this movie. Why, Jesus. That probably all went to the polar bear. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of CGI because he, he was in pretty much every scene. <laughs> yeah, and it was good CGI too. It was fantastic CGI. Uh, I liked yeah. the when he came back. Yes. Uh, into the aquarium thing and. Yes. Yeah, that, I was like, yo, I, I shouldn't be crying for this. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's talk about a little bit about the cast and then. Uh, yeah, so the child who plays Timmy Failure, his name is Winslow Fegley. Winslow. Winslow Fegley. Two, like two last name for name. It's Yeah, he's yeah. a little guy for such a grown-up <laughs> name. It's a lot of name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, Winslow Fegley. Um, what do you think, what do you... Make of him like he's probably ten or eleven. Let's see. Um, yeah, I would think so. Somewhere around there. Timmy's supposed to be eleven. He's probably somewhere around that age. I would think. Hmm. Well, he's it seems like both of his parents are actors. August Fegley and Oaks Fegley are his parents. Okay. So he's got some pedigree, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 And and. By the way, he's a good little actor. He stayed in character <laughs> pretty well. He dealt with the character pretty good. But you, yeah. you're right. It, it seems like the direction that he was given was to go towards a socially awkward kid. Uh, you know, as you said, start pushing uh, more towards someone with a a social deficiency as opposed to as opposed to a very imaginative kid doing, yeah. you know, doing things that should, would con be considered not normal, you know, but that we can't blame the kid for that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, the mother was played by Ophelia Lovibond. I am not familiar with her at all. She's apparently English. Um, <laughs> So I don't know 
I don't know anything about her. She was in Rocket Man, which I, I didn't see, but she was in that. She's she's been in quite a few different things, but I just I've missed her somehow. Yeah, but the one thing is that the entire time I saw her, her face looked familiar to me. Uh, you know, but I know, more like too. more like she looked like another actress as opposed to an actress her being an actress that I've seen before. Does that yeah. <laughs> make sense? It, it does make sense. Yeah. I know what you mean, but she I can like I could never else. pin down. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as you say, she's been in quite a bit of things. So she made her debut in a Roman Polanski movie, Oliver Twist. Okay. In 2005. So she's been around, is she? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think she 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 played the heck of the out of the character, but Obviously, she just had a couple of scenes <laughs> too. Like. Yeah, she really wasn't. Mom was not a big part of, of Timmy's life. <laughs> yeah, and so we've talked about Wada Sean, who is like some sort of national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig Robinson playing Mr. Delightfully playing Mr. Jenkins. And Kyle... Bornheimer is Crispin. Where have I seen this dude before? I don't know because I was wondering that myself. He was he was in Marriage Story, which I'm never going to watch. <laughs> okay, that's true. So I don't know. I really don't know what he was has been in, but I, he looks. I almost think that he was another one of those. Oh, you look like. Somebody else. But yeah. I don't know who the somebody else was. Like somebody from the 80s or something, I almost feel like. Somehow he reminded me of, you remember the old version of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart? Uh, mm -hmm. What's the name of that dude that is married to to Samantha B? Oh, I can completely see that. I can't remember his name, but yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that's what, every time I saw him, that's who I kept seeing. But like I said, I can't, I can't, why is it that I can't remember? He was, a, he was a Marine. Jason Jones. Jason Jones. Yes. Yes. He reminded me of Jason Jones all the time. But like, Disney has done it again in that they put out a movie that probably is launching a lot of people's career and just a couple of very well-known faces. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that seems to be an MO for for Disney with Disney Plus at least. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. So that that's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. Uh, Molly Mons Molly Muskins. Her name is Chloe Coleman. Great little actress. She is. She's she's, she's fun. She has that little fun face. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But she's been in a lot of things. Yeah. She she has she has a long list of things she's been on. <laughs> she's eleven she's, years old. She's slated to be in the next Avatar movie. Good lord. <laughs> and is it well Avatar is gonna well, it's Disney now, isn't it? So I believe so, yeah. Did, so. did they buy Avatar? Yeah. I think they, they did. Bought the entire thing. 
And Aichan Kare- uh, Career, who played Corina Corina, <laughs> like, 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 Corina Corina. Shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here you have it. Timmy Failure, uh, Mistakes Were Made. Um, it's actually a fun little movie. And uh, yeah, I was, I was being hard ass on the movie. But it, 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 I, I realize now talking about it how much fun it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely recommend it. I definitely do. But I, I, I do have to go after the book. Yeah, I, I, I want to read the book now, too. There you go. That's a, that's a failure on my part. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then. So we have talked about this movie, and we hope you watch the movie and like it. It's on Disney+. Plus. The movie was released in February. And... Uh, it's like one of the top three movies on on yep. Disney Plus. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun little thing, and uh, I think you can let the kids watch it without any worries. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, yeah, and um, go with an open mind and um, understand that there's a lot to the movie that the eyes can see and you'll get there. It's a journey to sort of understanding this movie. But once you get it, you get it and you'll appreciate having, having watching it, having watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right then. So, uh, we of course would like to invite you to follow us on, um, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest and also you can always go find 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 out more about us on our website kickinginstrumentpodcast.com you can find Jocelyn on Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast Jocelyn Podcast and for me it's Mr. Puzzetta that's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A both on Instagram and on the Twitter box for today we're gonna to call it a day thank you very much for listening and till next time any yes stay safe everybody wash your hands you're going ahead and take care now people <laughs> bye bye <laughs>